Hey guys, welcome to the Upwards Positive Podcast. Myself, Dave Thomas, along with Tim Mazzarana. Hey guys. And, uh, welcome. Yeah, so Tim, uh, this is our, shoot, I think fifth edition? Yeah, I think we're in that neighborhood going going pretty well, so. So we appreciate the support for everybody who's been tuning in. What we did do is, you know, we created a YouTube page for the video content of this show so you can watch it if you want to watch along a video and sometimes when we're editing we can throw in like some of the things we're talking about and so you know if you really want to see it visually you can do that on youtube or you can just listen on youtube or you can listen wherever you get your podcast so obviously if you're listening to some podcast now um you can just do it that way so but the, the whole point of this podcast guys is again tim and i really wanted to focus on bringing positive ideas to your mind so that when you're going through life um you can stop and think like, oh, yeah, you know, they talked about that. Maybe I should think, consider that or do that. And it, this podcast has helped myself, to be honest, just sitting here talking through these things. And uh, <clears throat> I think it helps. And I think that right now in this world, we need a little positivity. We need um, people to start, you know, doing the right things and, and taking time, but not just doing the right things, but giving your community some energy and time and effort in a positive way. Not arguing, not, you know, you. I don't like you because of this, that, and this, but positive, right? And I think that we just need to move more towards that. So anyway, today we're going to talk about minimizing your life. Um, I know that sounds crazy, but uh, I watched a show today and I was just talking to Tim about it and we'll get into it here in a second. But basically, you know, before I start that, Tim, do you have any opening comments you want to make? Sorry. No, that's okay. I appreciate that. I didn't want to interrupt you there, but uh, no, for sure. I, I, I really find joy in these conversations that you and I have, and it's not really, um, it's not really from the standpoint of we're, we're doing this to help others, which we are. So, so don't get me wrong at that. What I find joy in is the fact that we have such similar experiences. We're able to talk things out kind of as friends, as we uh, talk through these podcasts and that kind of thing. And it really gives you a different light on life. And uh, the, the whole point of me saying that is really just to say, I hope that that's what we do for everybody out there, right? Is to say, here's our point of view. This is what we've been through. This is what we're going through. Um, and we just hope that that it plants a seed in your life or something positive to happen. Maybe a change in relationships, maybe, you know, a different experience, uh, you know, a new door that you're knocking on or something um, that's going to help you build that life up to be a positive influence on others and to, to uh, yourself as well. So, no, thank you for that. It, it's been a, such a cool ride to really do these podcasts and kind of just have a free format to talk about what's on our, what's on our minds for the week, you know, and it's just such a good, good thing. Um, and I love the topic today, which is really kind of focusing in on what's, what's important in life. And I think it's really important, you know, now, right. We're, we're in COVID times. That's when we're launching this podcast. I think you and I have both seen over the course of the last year or so, just, you know, negativity going around everywhere. You know, pe people in their house all the time, not being able to communicate with each other, not being able to see family and friends, just a whole, you know, loss of job, um, the political landscape, everything. So to be able to do this and talk about what's important in life, um, I think is a great, timely, timely conversation to have. Yeah. And, and uh, you know, speaking of that and just uh, kind of the main topic today uh, is actually a couple guys and the, they, they're a podcast. They're pretty popular. Um, they're called The Minimalists. And uh, they have a show, uh, it's on, I believe it was on Netflix we watched today, and it was very well done. And, um, you know, these guys uh, basically um, were going through life like you would normally do, right? You're going to get your job, you do your job, do all your stuff. But what they're basically saying in their 
show and, and what they're you know promoting or preaching, however you want to say it, is that in life we tend to want more stuff and just stuff, stuff, stuff. So we like surround ourselves with all these things all the time. And so <clears throat> one of the the guys in the 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 movie said that you know he was his dad told him once that in order to have a great life you he said well dad how do you you know what's how do you do how do i have something like this and basically just point to his childhood home and all that and his dad said you gotta make about fifty thousand dollars a year so his whole goal originally in life he circled 50 grand how do i get there got there and then he's like well maybe i need 60 you know i'm not really feeling happy maybe it's 70 maybe it's 100 so he kept going through this and working a lot um and never really found that balance because every time he purchased a new place, he'd have to fill it back up. And, you know, you're spending all this money, you're always in debt and you're trying to keep up with this image of yourself that really no one really cares about. Like, you know, like, I don't feel like I do that. Like, even with my friends, I never really feel like I there's an image I'm trying to portray to you guys or anybody I hang out with. That's me. But, you know, some people do feel that way. They want to have a BMW or a Porsche or whatever. So they feel like they have to overdo their friends or whatever. So anyways, the other guy talks about how he, you know, is going to work, doing all these great things, rising up in his company. He becomes like a middle, you know, middle uh, director or something like that in the middle of a company and has like the car, has the suits, has the, he's making good money. And then one day he comes home after doing this for a while and his wife decides to leave him. And his mother dies. And this, this like kind of opened his eyes. Like, what have I been doing? Like, I'm like a zombie, you know? And so he then decided to minimize his life and take back his life realistically, take back his freedom realistically. And what that means is like get, not buying things all the time online or um, getting rid of donating a lot of the stuff. Even like I, as we're speaking about this podcast, I'm looking around, thinking about what can I get rid of in here? I don't really need three guitars. You know, I don't need, I could sell those, but I could donate the money. I could do something positive with that. Um, so, I mean, there's things that, all of us can do um, to help better ourselves. And I think in this case, like these guys kind of hit out of the park. And one of the things they said about it, and you, I recommend watching the show, I'll link it below. But one of the things they talked about is like, look, if you want to get started doing this to minimize your life, start with just get rid of one thing per day. That's it. Just one thing per day, put it, get, put it in a pile to give away, uh, donate it, get it out of there. And eventually you'll start to realize like, wow, there's like a lot more space. Like I just feel so much free, like all this burdens being taken off me on top of debt and other issues. Right. And when it comes to money, you, you don't have any of that debt and all that stuff, you know, you know what I'm saying, Tim, you know what I mean? No, there, there's a lot of cliches we can throw out there, right? Money doesn't find you happiness. Less is more, you know, all that kind of stuff. But, but until you've kind of lived through something, like that or, or have tried it. I think it's really hard to take those words to heart, which are, which are absolutely true in my mind. Um, you know, I, I have this rule in my house. Um, I don't live in a big house. You know, my, my house is fairly small, uh, three bedroom, one and a half bath, um, no basement, single car garage, you know, that kind of stuff. And I have, a, I have a wife and a kid and two kids, sorry, wife and two sons. And uh, we have to, by nature, live a little bit, you know, minimalist, if you will. But that's out of choice rather than it being out of any sort of necessity. Could we buy a better house? Yeah. Could we do other, could we, could we build a bigger garage? Yeah. We could, you know, do all that kind of stuff. Um, 
but at the heart of it, we, we try to keep in focus, like what's really important to us. Right. So for, for the little space that we have, we have to make it worth it. So I have this rule in my house that says when we're going through our spring cleaning and all that kind of stuff, because things just do build up over time. Right. Mm-hmm. I go out to my garage in the springtime. I'm like, where did this stuff come from? You know, I got a new box for this or that. And, you know, it's all sitting in my garage. So my, my rule is this. If I haven't used it in two years, I donate it. So if there's something that I haven't used, I'm not talking like, like a table saw or anything like that, that, you know, your next project to replace, that would be fairly expensive. But if there's something that I haven't used, you know, maybe I bought, didn't get as much use as I want out of it, or just fell out of trend in my life. um, We'll donate it and give it away. Um, So we'll, we'll make runs to Salvation Army, you know, whatever, wherever is taking donations for that kind of stuff. The other rule that we have, in our house is that when it comes to Christmas, when it comes to birthdays and all those other events that the kids get gifts on for as many gifts as they get, they have to donate that many of their own things. So Christmas time comes around. If they get 20 gifts from grandma and grandpa and mom and dad and all that kind of stuff, we make them go through and, pick out 20 things to give away to somebody else, kind of in a way paying it forward, but it has multiple purposes. You get to pay it forward a little bit. Um, you get to feel good about that, which is, which is awesome. It teaches them to be able to give away and help other people. It helps declutter, which helps you mentally, you know, live in the house a little bit easier, a little bit better. So there's a lot of different benefits that you come with it. And I guess I never really thought about it like that, like the minimalist like type of thing or, you know, what's really important in life until we started talking about this, but it is, I, I do those little things kind of out of habit, um, you know, just to, just to help other people, but along the same line, help teach my kids what's important in life and help them know that it's not about the things that you have at all. It's about the family and what you do on a day-to-day basis together and those memories that you make. Yeah. And they, you know, they talk about that. They talk about, when they got rid of the things they didn't need, everything had a purpose in their house. So if it was like this comb, right? This comb wasn't used just for my hair or my beard. It's used for whatever you need a comb for, right? You know what I mean? It's just one. There's not like six or eight of these laying around. You know, they have one, everything had a purpose. And it was very interesting. You know, the couch folds into something else or, you know what I mean? Like just really thinking about what it is. And, and what they said is it gave them back time. It gave them back showing them what was important and not all these other things like mm-hmm. Zelda or Fortnite or whatever. It really started to bring back that idea of, and they're not saying like get rid of everything, you know, but they're just saying like scale it down to what is really a need over a want. And maybe that want list is smaller than, you know what I mean? What you would just normally just buy whatever. Um, And, you know, and they also talk about, and this is really important because I don't know if people, people, most people realize this, but you don't want to think about it. The big tech companies are, pushing into your mind what you need all the time like your phone tells them where you're at what you're doing it does all that stuff if you didn't know that just look it up it's pretty crazy but basically they have to keep selling stuff to making money for all these big companies and having profits so they look at you and they want you to have a need they they went from like spending like they showed something that was like you know five billion a year and advertising like 230 billion or something crazy numbers like that now you know and how much more they're coming after us as people that try to get us to buy things um and you know when you look i mean how many times has any of us looked up anything on google and the next thing you know we see those advertisements for that all the time in our it's face scary. all the time yeah it's creepy and 
the thing is this, you have a target on you and I'm, I'm only saying that because you just need to be aware of it, that they're going to try to get in your head. They're going to try to manipulate your thought to buy what you originally said. Oh, you know what? This is a really, this is a really cool mouse, you know? And I really like the color of it and it looks so cool. And, you know, I got to get it. And then guess what? You know, I look this mouse up, I get advertisements for PC gaming all the time. You know what I mean? Like until I bought it and I bought it. Right. So I fell for that trap. Everybody has though. It's, it's something that that's how they get you. They just keep putting it in front of your face. And anyway, what they're saying is, look, turn off your social media if you have to, right? Just don't look at your phone all the time. Just put it aside. You know, think about what's important and try to spend time with your family and other things and do games like board games, right? Whatever happened to board games, you know, just well, like we, old fashioned, you know, board games in our house, man, we, uh, we have some knockers, man. It is, it is one of those <laughs> that like, we'll start one. And then all of a sudden a half hour, 45 minutes later, it'll just be an all out like battle. And I'm not talking a good battle. Like we're yelling, screaming at each other. Like I, I, I made a joke one time posted on social media, but I, I made a joke about wanting to uh, find a good lawyer to start a class action lawsuit because I was going to file a suit against Hasbro for ruining families. <laughs> Hasbro is the one that, that owns Monopoly, but um, it is. So no, but <laughs> I, I digress a little bit, but you, you're, you're absolutely right. It's what other things can we do? I, I think the problem with it, COVID, well, there's, there's a couple of things. Let me say about what we're going through right now, just as a, as a country, as a world with COVID being at home and all that kind of stuff. I think it's a curse and a blessing at the same time. So from, from that standpoint of really kind of trying to figure out like what's important to you in life and, and what brings the best memories and joy. And you can look back at this time and said, man, that was really, even though we were in this pandemic and there's people dying and all that kind of stuff, we made the best of it. And this is how we do it. Um, I, I think COVID really allows you to slow down a little bit, you know, and, and really take those moments in um, and really have a sense of trying to figure out what is good in your life. I think part of the issue with COVID that I've realized, though, is some of the monotony that you get yourself into, some of the bad habits that you get yourself yeah. into, right? And we're struggling that with right now as a family, you know, we live in a region where during the winter time it, it gets cold out and it gets dark at five o'clock. And when it gets cold out and it gets dark at five o'clock and you can't go anywhere and there's nothing to do, what do you turn to? You know? And so we've been starting to develop, you know, kind of plans to break up the monotony of letting the kids play video games because there's really nothing better to do. And it's really kind of coming out with like more of a structure, but I say more importantly, not only for them, but us as dads and parents to be an example of that. Yeah. Right. Um, I think that's way more important of showing your kids how to do it than telling them how to do it. Yeah. That's a good point. I actually, um, I built an igloo in my backyard. I took, uh, I took some tarps. I bought tarps online. I wrapped about half of my gazebo and my gazebo actually has an opening on the top. So it, I mean, even if the heat went up, it would it goes out. I mean, it has yeah, like it's vented. Slots, but it's vented, and I also have two of the not done, two of the ten by ten areas not done. But either way, I put my blackstone in there. I got a heater in there. I go sit out there at night. You know, I'll go sit out there like ten o'clock at night, hang out. Maybe I'll have a cigar. But once in a while, like Griffin's been coming out and hanging out with me, sitting out there, which is great. You know, because it's 
it's cold, but you're not really that cold with the heater. It's kind of actually kind of nice. It's almost like you're in hunting blind, which is really kind of not so bad. You know, you just turn around and get your butt warm, you know, and sit back down and, but the experience is good and it's cold, but again, it's like, at least you get to get outside, you know, and by putting those two tarps up, the snow can't get in there now, you know, so it yeah. makes it nice. There's no snow drifts in there or anything. And I can actually go out there. I might even do another wall eventually, you know, just leave one wall open, but I was trying to keep some light in there and, you know, be able to see the woods, you know, a little bit, but I uh, love it. I love it. Then, it. It is. It's about, it's about finding that contentment in life and doing the little things. Right. Um, you know, spending those moments with your son or just alone. And I find that, I find that to be honest with you, the hardest time to stay away from social media, to stay away from electronics, to do all that stuff is when you're alone, when you're alone, it's so easy for you to convince your own self Mm -hmm. that, I'm just going to spend a couple minutes looking at Facebook or, you know, going on Amazon or whatever it may be. And then all of a sudden it's two hours later and you don't know where the day went, you know? Yeah. Um, so I think, I think disciplining yourself first and foremost is very important. I'm not saying I'm good at it. I'm not saying I'm successful at it. It's something that I'm trying to do though, especially as we get, like I said, as we get into these winter months where there's not going to be a lot to do, it's trying to find contentment in, doing less i think yeah i find uh i don't know what it is about me but i i'm not i'm not really big in this social media like I, I love the idea that it's a marketing tool i love the idea that people don't need the big companies to sponsor them now to like be somebody like you can be like ninja you know this guy plays video games now he's like making hundreds of millions of dollars because he he's found on youtube and all that i love that i love that part that people have their own they can make their own path in life and not you know have to rely on getting signed by a company there's so many musicians now that have just been seen like justin bieber is such a great example like he's found on youtube you know what i mean like you don't need a big record anymore to be somebody and i love that like i love that you can take that part out of it but um what i was going to say is that when when you look at well i'll say like i don't really if i didn't have to help with you know promoting things for us like for our other stuff we do and all that i wouldn't probably use most of them to be honest i don't really care that much um but when I have a stake, like, you know, we're something where we have to promote it and you want to get views because you're trying to impress companies. I get all that. Like, that's the part where I like to do. But like, if it was just normal, like, see how Joe Schmo's doing. Not yeah. really for me. Not really for me. I know women love it. Women love it. Not to get sexist here, but women love social media. They just do. And I get it. You know, they like to be around people and have conversations and I am stereotyping there. Sorry. Yeah. It might not be all. Well, I mean, it, it, there, I mean, there's, a, there's men out there too. And I, I think it comes down to more of whether or not, you know, there's, there's a certain type of people that need acceptance that need to know that need encouragement. And it's that whole like button issue, right? Like how mm-hmm. many likes am I going to get this time? How many people agree with what I'm saying or how many people saw it? And it's a, it's a confirmational thing for themselves to know that other people are seeing them, hear them, that kind of thing. And in a way I get that I do. Um, but I've come more and more to realize that that is not what drives you at your heart. It's like the whole having more money doesn't solve problems. Things yeah. having more likes doesn't solve your issue of feeling lonely. What's the root cause of you feeling lonely? What's yeah. the root cause of you needing that and really trying to, find out, you know, ways past that in your own life. And I think the best way to do all of it is to cut it all out. 
Because when yeah. you cut it all out and you can focus on you and you can figure out who you are, I think that in those moments are where you have the most growth as a person. Yeah. Yes, sir. And this, uh, you know, the show wouldn't be what it is if we don't add some music into it. So I'm going to I'm going to bring a song in Tim that I heard this week and I thought about it. And this song, you know, I I, I love this band, uh, this band. Um, and I'll, I'll tell you uh, there in a second. But when I think of this band, like there are um, so many songs that remind me, they take me back. I'll say that. Right. They take me back to college years. They have one song that every time I hear it, all I think about is like us, like traveling back roads and hanging out at central and all this stuff. And I think you're always going to get that with some songs, but um, this, this, there are a couple songs really do that. Cause they're literally our time in college, like literally. So the, the band is OAR of a revolution. And the song though I was, I heard and I remembered was a, call, a song called heaven. And um, I'll just kind of, go through some of the lyrics real quick for you guys. And if you haven't heard it, you know, check it out. You know the song? I do. I've heard it. Oh, yeah. good. It says, uh, so the song's got a really great opening, right? It's, it's, it's a really great opening. They have a live version of this. You can, you can, I'll try to link this one below too. So you guys can check it out and you get time, but it says I'm underneath it all tonight out my window. There's a million lights, thousand hearts feeling just like me, man. It feels like heaven out here on the street. I know I got a lot to learn. Breaking bottles only left me hurt. Play with fire till I burn myself. Don't you know that love will bring us somewhere else? And so then it goes on. So that's like the, the main part of it. But that's not obviously the chorus. The chorus goes, um, so you take the left, I'll take the right. Under arrest, we're under fire. Oh, 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 I don't want to go to heaven if I can't get in. You take the low, I'll take the high. You lock the gate, I, he- I hear the quiet. Everybody got a problem with the way I live. I don't want to go to heaven if I can't get in. So I don't know, Tim, like what's your thoughts on that? Cause I don't think it, it, it is what it says when I hear that song. Like, I don't get that feeling at all. I almost feel like it's like, I almost feel like they're at a church and the priest is saying like, you ain't going to heaven if you do this, this and that. And they're basically saying like, well, I don't want to go to heaven if I can't, if I can't do, you know what I mean? Yeah. So what's no, your I, think that, that? I think that's what I kind of imagine it to be too, is that this whole world is judging, judging you, judging yeah. at least that's the way that everybody feels. Right. Um, and judging you and, and you're never going to live up to the expectations. You're never going to yeah. be good enough to get into heaven. And, and so I think it, I think it's that message of, you know, that specifically is that you're always going to be judged. You're never going to be good enough because you aren't. I mean, that's just yeah. the truth of it. You're always going to fail. There's always going to be a hurdle ahead of you. Um, and that, that to me is kind of what it means. Yeah. This next verse is like amazing. It's like my favorite ones. And, and I'll explain why in a second, but it says, Maybe I should take my time and build this life by my own design with no direction that is in between everything I love and everything I need. So bring it back. All I want is understanding to live my life the way that I planned it. Wouldn't change a thing. Man, it feels like heaven underneath my feet. That to me is a huge line. Like that, that little, that, those words say so much to me. And it, it really drives home to me because when I was younger and I was going to church all the time and I told myself like, this isn't for me. Like, I, and I, I'm not saying I don't want to go to heaven, but this just isn't for me. Like going to this church every week is not for me, this Catholic church. It just, it didn't work. And I, I don't know what it was, but like, I'm, I'm living a life that's good and nice and help people. And you know what I mean? So like, if that's not what it's all about, then what is it about? Right. And I guess that's kind of like, the way I feel that the song brings out for me is just, you know, 
I want to build it by my own design. I don't want you telling me how to design my life. I want to build it based on the factors I've learned from what you've told me, but then build it around me, you know, not around what you think it should be, but what I think it should be based on my relationship with God and Jesus or whatever, you know? Yeah. And yeah, you're, you're, you're right in a way. I mean, it really isn't about you and, and what you think life should be for me. It's about me and what, li- what life I have, um, you know, side by side walking with Jesus and where I'm led with that. I mean, you're, you're absolutely right. It, there is no, and I, and I think we see a lot of that in our generation, um, of walking away from the Catholic church and in my mind, rightfully so, because there, there's so many stagnant traditions of, if you do this, you get this. If you do this, you get that. That's not how life works. Well, life doesn't work like that. It's not traditions. It's not, a repetitive nature. Life changes every day. There's hurdles in front of you. You're going through tests every day. And it's about how you come out of that, how you have your walk, your journey in life that really matters. And it really, it really doesn't matter whether or not you went on Sunday before five o'clock or whatever the rules are. You know what I mean? Like that's not what it's about in life. I watched this episode uh, as the last episode of the Vikings uh, series that was on TV. And um, one of the last scenes was um um oh man, I don't remember his name. So it was one of the sons and Ivor Ivor Ivor. So Ivor is a Ivor's like in this battle. It's like one of the last scenes that he's alive in. And the guy runs up to him on the other side with a knife and he's gonna stab him, but he stops because he's scared of him because he's like supposed to be a god or whatnot. And then Ivor looks at him and says, Don't be afraid. And then the guy stabs him to death and then he dies. But what I thought was interesting in that part, and I know it's just a movie and all that, but like what I, what I, what I took from that was just like, it's my time. It, it, this is meant to be, it's not necessarily like you, you know, don't hurt me, run away. This is where I'm supposed to die. This is it, yep. you know? And I was just getting to that because I feel like it's, I feel like a lot of things are kind of, I don't want to say pre-planned, but I do feel like there's a path and I do feel like there is, you know, everybody's going to die. So, I mean, there's obviously a time for everybody in that moment. It was his time. And I, again, I know it's, you know, I know no, it's it, not, it, I know it's just a movie, but I'm it, just saying in like the moment, was, I think, I think this is what it brings out is in the moment that you live right now, us talking on this podcast right now, it's hard to see the journey ahead of us. It's easy to see the journey behind us and where we came from but it's hard to see where we're going with that. So those moments where like you have this, this scene where he knows everything is built up to this rate then and now is so powerful because he realizes it all in one moment. And we rarely get that in life because it's so hard for us to see what's going to happen five, 10, 15 minutes and where our path is going to take us that day to, to watch somebody go through their entire journey and, have that journey come to exactly what they thought it would be when they thought it would, you know, when it would happen is a very powerful moment, I think. Yeah. Yep. No, I hear you. So we, I, um, I do have a song as well um, that plays in the topic of, um, you know, life and the, the small things and my, mine's a little bit, you know, mine's a little bit off the wall, if you will, but mine is um, bare naked ladies. If I had a million dollars. And on. so, so let me pull it up here. Um, the reason why I, I chose, I I wanted to talk about this real quick is to me, it's really all about one lyric in this, in this whole song. If I had a million, let me type in. If I had a million dollars, 
time by you. All right. So, so to go on, and so the, the, the song just talks about having a million dollars and it talks about what they would do with it, right? I'd buy a house. Um, if I had a million dollars, I'd buy furniture for the house. If I had a million dollars, I'd buy you a car. If I had a million dollars, I'd buy you a tree for it. And it goes on and on and on and on and on about all this stuff that they would buy. But it doesn't talk about being happy and it doesn't talk about doing, you know, it, it just talks about spending the money and spending it and trying to find happiness through spending it and spending it and spending it. So finally at the end, all the way at the end of the song, the last lyric of the entire song to me is the most important because it goes, if I had a million dollars, I'd be rich. And that's it. That's all you would be is rich. You would have money. Yeah. It doesn't mean you would be happy. It or doesn't fulfilled. mean where you spend that money is going to make you happy. All it means at the end of the day, after I sing this whole entire song is I'd be rich. And What's so, this? yeah, so it, it's uh, as, as cheesy Cereal. as it sounds. That song's always been interesting to me just because of how it ends of I'd be rich. And you're right. It's not. About I'd the be money. rich. <laughs> you it's, it. it, it, it's, you know, the thing about it, Tim, if you look around right now, like you just look around your area and everything you see, even the nice things that you think like your keyboard, your laptop, right? It's all plastic. It's materials. Yeah. It's literally all material, just shaped different right. ways. This mouse, this mouse looks so cool. It's got all these holes in it and these colors, but realistically it's just lights. It's just electricity. It's just plastic. Is this really more important to spend time playing with this than is to spend time with your kids? And that's what I'm getting at. Like, this is what I think they were getting at in, in the end of the day is like, how do we bring it back to this? How do we minimize that? Right. And I think about it all the time because I think about, okay, well, hey, you know, you, you, you're, you're got to this point, Dave, but guess what? You know, you have, you know, maybe seven, eight years left with your kids and they're gone. Yeah. Crazy. And then they're going to go off and live Isn't their life. Crazy? They're going to come. They're going to come visit. Yeah. But this whole household where it's always messy and we're always screaming, like clean up after yourself and all this stuff. But really at the end of the day, in only a short amount of time, less than a decade, they'll be gone. Yeah. And everything that's in here that's kiddish will be gone. Yeah. That whole yeah. period of your life will be completely erased. You'll go back to a minimalist house, which is fine. I want a minimal house. But what I'm saying is like, it'll be scary almost like too clean too empty right and that feeling of like the the time you put into that the 20 years right basically um is over well, my case it'll probably be 25 to 30 because i don't think they'll ever move out but <laughs> so just- tim this brings me this brings me to my final point i wanted to talk about and i and i and i know that's been a weird obviously it's been a year that no one's ever expected but what i would suggest is that this for some people the COVID experience was probably the best thing that ever happened to them in the sense, like people like myself who are working every single day, like a robot going in and going out and leaving to do a job that I could do from here and doing less time. Like people were under the gun all the time and their lives were going by them like this, just full like air. And even people I hear the other day, you know, like my boss said, made a comment, like someone said to him, he's like, Oh, you know, I'm on my third cup of coffee on this meeting. And they're like, how'd you ever do a driving 50 minutes to work every day? He's like, I don't know. I don't know how I did it. And I said, I, I didn't say this, but I was thinking it. You were a robot. Yep. Yeah. Don't even think about it. You just do your job, go to it's work, the monotony go to work. Of life. Absolutely. You work yourself into these patterns, into these habits. And when that all becomes upended, then you start to realize that sometimes change is good. Yeah. You know, you I think for people, didn't get if I'm wrong, you weren't unhappy back then. No, you just didn't realize what you were missing until now. 
Correct. That is correct. Oh, On top of, I just feel like now it's like, now am I more efficient? I'm more effective. I can see my kids throughout the day. You know what I mean? Like I can prepare a nice dinner every day instead of like scrambling. I don't go and spend $8 a day, you know, five bucks on a soup a day and three bucks on a coffee every single day. I'm not paying for gas. I mean, it's a whole different level of, of life. And I just, I just hope that when this is over, that we continue jobs, continue this route, or we don't go back to that old school of you got to be at work. You got to wear a tie. You got to do this. It's just so politically wasted time and money for everybody. And there's people that can't and won't experience that. And we get it. I mean, yeah. And I'm there's, sorry. There's, a, I wish there's a whole group of people out there like myself and Dave that realize this balance that life can bring if given a chance. And I think it's that balance, those little moments of like, I can go pick my kids up when they get out of school now. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's little things like that, that really bring joy. And, you know, looking back on it, you know, I'm a, I'm a big, and I mentioned this early, earlier, and we really haven't delved too deep into it, but I'm a big camper. We've camped for near on 10 years now. We've done a lot of it. And I think the reason why we did a lot of it was to break away from that monotony. And it was really to get back into that minimalist type of mindset of getting back to what's important. Cause when you go camping, we don't have electronics, you know, there's no computers, there's no laptops, there's no switches um, or anything like that. We pop up a camper, we have food, water, shelter, and ourselves, you know, and maybe a beer or two, you know, because yep. you have to have a beer. At least I do. <laughs> Grand Marnay. Um, <laughs> but it, but it really is. And in having those just few days to get out of the normal, and just get back to nothingness and just calmness and just be able to relax your mind. That's why we did it. Looking back, we didn't do it for any other reason than it kept us sane. It kept yeah. us focused on what was important. Yep. For sure. That's it. That's all I got today, Tim. That's, That's all it. I got too, man. It's, it's find what's important to you. Less is it will give you every cliche. Money doesn't make the world go around. Um, well, it does in a way, but money, money doesn't bring you happiness. Less is more. What else? What other cliches are there? Those are the I would just say, you know, if you don't like your job now, do it, do what you want to do. Find what you want to do. Take classes while you're doing your first job before you quit. Right. You know what I mean? Get, take, get what, do what you want to do in life. Not what other people want you to do and really try to take advantage of something you find fun. I mean, that's the big thing, right? Like if I can make a living doing this podcast and talking to you guys, I would do it in a heartbeat. I would film five, Tim, and I would film these like five a day if we yeah. could, you know, I mean, if that was the, I love doing this type of stuff. Like to me, this is what I was meant to do is cool stuff like this. And eventually maybe we will. Um, but am I not happy with my job? No, I love my job. I think it's a great job. Just like Tim, I think we both are definitely content and have a good time. And it, it's, it's not like it's sucking my life force out of me. You know what I mean? Like if right. it was, I would leave. That's why I said I had a job like that once and I got the heck out of there. Cause I, knew I? Was, I did it for eight years. Yeah, I, knew, I did it for eight when, months. I was like, I gotta get out of here. <laughs> when, when I woke up, I mean, it was, it was eight years that I, that I did the same type of job, a couple different companies. But when you wake up every morning and you're not excited to go to work or you dread going to work, you're going to have days like that. Don't get me wrong. But when it lasts for a month or two months, it's yeah. time. And I've, I've said this before. It's time to start knocking on doors to see if any doors are going to open for you. It doesn't yeah. mean that they will. And don't be disappointed when they don't, because there's a plan. There's a journey you're supposed to be on. And maybe in that moment, that's where you're supposed to be. That's where I was for eight years, you know, doing, doing that. 
Yeah. Um, in the trenches is what I call it. I was in the trenches for eight years, but coming out of those trenches, you get to appreciate life a lot more. So those yeah. hard times bring good times. They always do. And they always will. You just got to make it through those hard times and don't give up. Don't give up. All right, guys. That's the message this time around. We hope you learned something today. And if you have comments below, just go ahead and send them to us. We'll definitely try to answer them on the next show. Um, but also make sure you guys subscribe and like and follow. We'd appreciate anything you can do there and sharing this uh, podcast. So thanks a lot and stay safe and uh, have fun. We'll see you.